But on the other hand, thinking about Jesus Christ, who is really by those who suffer and those who gives them strength, that's something that gives some power of this text. This is Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Join us each week as two Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. This episode, we have Folker Lapine, Horace Tracy Pitkin Professor of Historical Theology, and Vasilius Marinus, Associate Professor of Christian Art and Architecture. They're discussing Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, which is appointed for the Liturgy of the Passion on Palm Sunday in year A. Here's the text. Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, assuming human likeness. And being found in appearance as a human, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him even more highly and gave him the name that is above every other name, so that at the name given to Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Reading this text, I stumbled over the first verse, which is verse 5 in chapter 2. Having the same mind in me that was in Christ Jesus, that, that is really high to follow this. And, and I try to help me with the tradition of making a distinction of sacrament and example in Jesus Christ, which would say that the sacrament day is what Jesus Christ gives us and that that is the foundation for everything we can do, as Augustine or Martin Luther had said. And then only on this basis, we could just try to take him as an example and to follow him. But at the end, reading the rest of the text, I think no one of us will be able to. Yes, that's quite true. Orthodox commentators have interpreted this passage as indicating the two natures of Christ, um, the form of God in verse 6 and the form of slave in uh, verse 7. Though it's not entirely clear whether the word form, which is morphe in Greek, indicates here nature, as most Orthodox interpreters would have taken it, or something like uh, visible appearance, and uh, both are uh, possible. But I think that verse 2-5 is an encouragement, or Paul encourages the Philippians to think the way Christ thinks or to act the way Christ acts. Which would lead further to the next verse, even death on a cross. That's something that shaped Western spirituality deeply. I have in mind all those sculptures and paintings of Jesus Christ really suffering. You you see his blood and I think meditating this idea of death on a cross helps us understand what it means that God came to us at the deepest point and 
seeing him suffering again lets us ask, how could we follow him in this without making suffering something holy? That, that's something our tradition has made, saying, yeah, just suffer and you will be near to Christ. And they said it to those who were already suffering. And that was obviously a misuse of this. But on the other hand, thinking about Jesus Christ, who is really by those who suffer and those who gives them strength, that's something that gives some power of this text. Yes, I think that what Paul stresses here is not exactly the suffering, but how Jesus willingly went to the chorus as an act of obedience, even though he had the power not to. And I think this is one of the important aspects of this chapter. It's quite interesting because the, the word cross in chapter, in verse 8 rather, sort of localizes the passage in space and time. It gives us an, an anchor. This is, this is not just an abstract cosmology, sorry, doxology rather. And crucifixion was a truly horrible punishment and a public display of shame. But I don't think Paul is encouraging us to do that, but rather to be obedient and humble, even though we don't have to. And then it comes, after this point in time, I totally agree that that's fascinating to think about that. That was really a moment at the cross at Golgotha. Then it comes, God exalted him. That's again something that gives hope in this violent story of Christ dying at the cross. And it makes us thinking, is it that what we expect from imitating Jesus Christ, following his mind? Do we want to be exalted? Obviously not, because the name that is given to him is above every other name. So at the end, we should be those who try to follow Jesus Christ, but you know, who are on our knees before him and who know he will remain above us. We never will reach what he has done. Yes, And, and in fact, it's, it's not that Jesus was simply exalted, but he was super exalted, hyperipsose. Uh, the Greek is quite interesting here. But again, I don't think this has to be taken literally and step by step. I think the encouragement to imitation is more an encouragement to, to perform acts of obedience to, to God. And, well, if there is a reward at the end, all the better. Being obedient to God in the way of humbling ourselves, that looking at the history of Christianity, that took so different shapes. Nowadays, we would say, yeah, maybe it is the kind of going to those who are at the limits of our society. Uh, that was that was totally different in other phases of Christian history, but it was more like following ascetic rules. And it is a question to us in this modern, rich Western world, compared to, to the other parts of the global Christianity. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, especially applicable to rich Western countries. And it's a good passage to uh, keep in mind. And to keep in mind whenever we think about Jesus Christ, if you think more about this exalted one or, or about this humbled one who is at the cross. My own tradition, the, the Lutheran tradition is heavily concentrated on Jesus Christ at the cross. So we sometimes even tend to forget that 
after Good Friday, there still would come Easter, which, which is more the exalting part. But there's something true in, in this concentrating on the cross, because I, I think that's what makes Jesus Christ so particular in comparison also to our other understanding of what God is. Yeah, absolutely. I think that crucifixion has lost its power to shock these days because, well, we see crucifixions very often in uh, churches and we've been hearing about crucifixion and Jesus crucified and so on. It was a truly shocking way and terrible and extraordinary way of dying of dying, and it was meant to also publicly shame the person who was crucified. So it's it's good to, to uh, not focus on how terrible a crucifixion would have been in Roman times, but uh, perhaps to ponder how Jesus willingly accepted to go down that route. Thanks for listening. And thank you, Professors Lapine and Marinus, for your insight on Philippians. The transcript of this episode and lots more Bible study resources are at yalebiblestudy.org. Chapter, Verse, and Season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School. It's produced by creator and managing editor Joel Baden, production manager Kelly Morrissey, associate producer Aidan Stoddart, and I'm your host and executive producer, Helena Martin. Mixing on today's episode and our theme music are by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season.